You're listening to Hot Rap Mix Podcast by Brand New You. This is an interview with Mike Verse Mills. Before we begin, we'll hear one of his brand new songs. What's up, Mike? Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Mike Verse Mills. Uh, people know my artist name as Verse Mills, um, but anybody can call me Mike or Verse or whatever. Um, I am a Christian hip hop artist from Lakeland, Florida. I also produce, engineer, uh, basically anything to do with audio, I do. So I run Snack Bar Sound Studio in Lakeland, Florida. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful time to be alive, man. That's awesome. Uh, talk about your history in CHH. Where did you start? How's the journey been? And what artists and groups have you worked with? Uh, the beginning of my journey in CHH actually started back in 1985. That was the first, uh, that was the year that I heard my first Christian hip hop or Christian rap song, which was, um, oh man, it was, it was Bible break. Um, now I'm going to forget the artist's name, of course, now that I'm on here. Uh, ah, it was, uh. He used to write a whole bunch of songs for Curtis Below. Um, man, I forget his name. Anybody out there that wants to look it up, the song is called Bible Break. It was 1985. And uh, that was the beginning of my journey. It's the first time I ever heard Christian hip-hop. I heard that, and then I heard LL Cool J's Bad, or, uh, sorry, uh, Radio. Can't Live Without My Radio. And that was really my introduction into hip-hop. Um, I grew up listening to what they call classic rock now and reggae that's what i grew up on and then when i was like seven years old that's when i was turned on to hip-hop uh some of the artists that really influenced me along the way as far as chh goes um man i don't really have a an order or anything i'm just going to kind of throw them out there uh new line was a huge influence to me uh gospel gangsters um preachers in the hood for for kind of the stuff that they stood for, not necessarily the music. Um, a lot of Great Tree artists, man. Like, I mean, you know about Great Tree, bro. Um, they had Lil Rascal. They had uh, Prime Minister. Um, that just a bunch of dudes um, that were just doing it for Christ, man. Um, any other part of that question that I missed, bro? I I looked up the Bible break. Uh, Stephen Wiley. Stephen Wiley, yes. You just saved my life with that man. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> Wiley's Bible break was the first Christian hip hop I heard, and it was actually the first hip hop I had ever heard ever. That's pretty awesome. Um, how how did you come to know Jesus as your savior? What's your testimony? Well, when I was when I was eight years old, I started going to the Salvation Army Church here in Lakeland. And um, what they do in the Salvation Army <clears throat> is they basically train you. They train you to be in ministry like it's like it's an actual military, like actual army. 
Uh, so I was actually on, you know, behind the pulpit at 10 years old preaching. Um, because through the Salvation Army, that's what they, that's what they instill in the youth. Um, is they instill a very ministry-minded focus. Um, so we would, I would be preaching from the pulpit at 10. We would go do prison outreach. We would go do you know, different outreaches just everywhere. I mean, it's a Salvation Army, so not only is it the, you know, when you see like a hurricane or tornadoes and stuff like that, Salvation Army is always on the scene, but it's also a church. There's also churches all around the world of the Salvation Army. And um, so that was, it goes back to the, it goes back to the scripture where if, if you raise a child the right way, the child no matter what happens, the child will come back. Uh, so that's what happened with me. Is I started in the Salvation Army at about, you know, eight years old. Kind of drifted off later on. And then May 4th, 1997 is when I truly gave my life to Christ when I was uh, 19 years old. So I've been a longtime fan of your live stream videos dating back to periscope now you're on facebook live and doing yeah, uh, christian music critiques and stuff um uh talk about that bro the christian music showcase has been i know i know people hit me up and, and tell me that it's been a blessing to them but it's been a huge blessing to me like to be able to give my 27 plus years of experience in music to be able to to take that and help other artists um it's to me it's priceless to me it's it's one of those things where it's, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to do you know to be able to because look it's already hard enough to make good music or to make music period it's already hard enough to do that but to actually have the guts and, and the heart to, to send your music to someone that tells you they're going to listen to it and actually critique it, like for real, with 27 plus years of experience. I mean, that's a that's that's a big that's that's a huge thing for an artist to do is just send that email like it's huge. Um, and then to get that critique and, and multiple, multiple times artists have gone back and made the changes that I have suggested on the show. I don't sit there on the show and say, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. I kind of give suggestions of where things might go in my head. Uh, and to have artists hit me up and say, hey, man, I made those changes. Can you hear it now? To see, to, to see and hear some of these songs blow up, it's like, okay, that's cool. So it's just, it's, it's an all around great experience. And it, it's funny you bring up Periscope, man, because 2013 is when the whole thing started, man. I'm, I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, um, has your format or how you do videos, like what the topic was, changed from Periscope to Facebook? No, nah, even on Periscope, man, the, the first time that I did a critique-type show, I named it the Christian Music Showcase. So it was it was not only... And, and still is not only just a critique show, but it's it's a place where Christian artists can 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 really showcase their talent, showcase their music that God has given them. Um, so it's not just the Christian music critique 
or the critique show or whatever you want to call it to showcase. So even if there's a few little things that need to, that I personally think needs to be changed in a certain song, um, it's, it's still a showcase for the artist to showcase the talent that God has given them. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad to, uh, I'm glad God gave me the idea for it, man. Um, what's your style of rap? What artists would come to mind uh, with your style of rap? Oh, man. To be honest with you, I try to stay away from that. I know it's, I know it's not a good thing as an artist to kind of completely curtail yourself from every other artist and how they sound. But honestly, I everything that I sit down to do, like I was just I was just recording and mixing before this before this uh, this interview, and I kind of go out of my way to sound different from everybody else. I know that might sound weird or crazy or stupid or what have you, but I really try to be different from everybody else. Um, and of course, as an artist, people are going to hear certain influences in your music. Like some people have said they hear influence of T-Bone or they hear an influence of this artist or that artist. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I try to stay away from sounding like this artist or this artist just to just to be completely different which might you know be a good thing or be a bad thing well i guess we'll find out with this whole comeback thing uh talk about your experience with miss uh mixing and mastering and audio production um i I really got serious about that stuff like full-blown serious uh especially with with uh, recording, mixing, and mastering uh, was October of 2007. That's when I really got serious with that. Uh, as far as production and beat making, I think that started around 2001 is when I got into that. Uh, me and my homeboy, me and my partner, uh, Foolish, we had a, uh, a Korg Triton LE workstation uh, slash keyboard, and uh, we did all of our tracks off of that for like six years until I got into uh, making beats in Pro Tools. Uh, was a Pro Tools guy from 1999 until a few months ago when I left Pro Tools and went to Reaper. Uh, but, but yeah, making beats, um, haven't really been able to do that much lately because of recording, mixing, and mastering, all that kind of good stuff. But um, as soon as I do get some time, I plan on making some more beats. And if there's any artists out there that need mixing and mastering, um, yeah, hit me up. You know where to find me. And if you don't, uh, you can just go to uh, facebook.com slash snackbarsounds. You'll, you'll find me there. Um, you mentioned some of the software you use in equipment. Uh, so what, what software technology do you use? Well, my main, my main digital audio workstation that I use now, my main DAW is Reaper. Um, you can go to reaper.fm and check it out. Um, you can get a free trial for 60 days. Uh, I'm actually on my 58th day of the trial. So in two days, I got to pay for it. Uh, but it's like 60 bucks, man. It's like 60 bucks. It's, 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 
the price is so great for all the benefits that you get from this program that <clears throat> sorry that I can't I can't even explain like how the workflow in Reaper is just great. And again, this is coming from a guy that used Pro Tools for 20 years. Uh, but there's a lot of people moving away from Pro Tools, and I'm not a Pro Tools hater. Uh, but some stuff went down with Avid that I don't really want to talk about here. But let's just say that I had to move away from Pro Tools for this, that, or the other. Um, that's basically what I use, man. I use uh, I use Reaper for everything audio now. Uh, as far as as far as my humble little setup here, I have everything that I need. Uh, I have an original DigiDesign Inbox 2 that I sent out to uh, Black Lion Audio when I first got it. So they, they gutted everything out and put their their internals in it, preamps in it and everything. Um, I have my Yamaha HS80M monitors. And I have a, 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 a Blue Mike's Bluebird condenser microphone that I use for all my recordings. Just simplicity, man. That's what I go for is simplicity. Uh, it works on everything that I do, and I, I just don't want to over overdo things. I want to keep everything really simple. So that's what I use. Uh, what music do you like to listen to? Uh, what genres and what artists? Oh, man. That's a great question, bro. Um, I find myself gravitating more toward, like, rock and metal when i'm just in my regular listening like listener zone um some of the artists that i've always gone to are bands like pillar uh pod um my favorite band of all time is metallica i know some people out there might be like oh my gosh metallica yeah metallica is my favorite band of all time um when it comes to like chh <clears throat> right now, probably some of my favorite artists are probably uh, I, I'm probably going to chop this guy's name up, but I'm going to try to say it. Uh, Toby Ngwe. You know who I'm talking about? No, I, I know uh, Toby Mac. Uh, I'm not sure who that one is. There's another artist. His last name is like N-G-I-W-G-E or something like that. I don't I don't remember his last name, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, but there's there's dudes like John Paul. John Paul is awesome. Uh, he's actually like a city over from me. He's doing some big things. Um, I try to keep up with CHH. But then at the same time, being an artist, I try not to keep up with too much CHH. Because I don't want to sound like anybody. Like going back to what we were talking about before. Um... And I know that might sound conceited, might sound weird. I just don't want to sound like anybody else. I just want to sound like Verse Mills. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I imagine, like, you listen to rock, that's probably going to uh, sort of be heard in some of the music you make. Uh, talk about your new single, uh, So Different Now. Uh, so Different Now. This is the... This is the comeback single for me. This is the first thing I've released uh, since 2006, officially. Uh, so 13 years later, after being in hiatus in 2007, is when I put the mic down as an artist. 
Uh, God called me away from that, so I went away from that. I always, I, I even said it in my music back in the day. If God ever called me to step away from the mic and stop being an artist, I would do that. I would step away, and I did when he told me to step away. Um, and uh, yeah, 2019, he called me back. Um, so different now is a track that I mean you can find anywhere. You can find on all digital digital retailers, streaming, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was a song that I actually completed start to finish in three hours it took me just three hours to do the entire song it was just something that really flowed and then right after i was done with the song i got really really sick so i couldn't work on music for about a month and a half after after finishing that song so i'm glad i got it done in time for the release it's just it's it's what the title says so different now um and it it's basically a twofold message you know so different now as far as just trying to make some music that's just so different from anything that's out there and also so different now as far as how i was back in 2007 compared to 12 years later how much i've kind of matured matured in the lord and and been studying and all that kind of stuff over the past 12 years so i'm so different now from back then that's how that's how it is oh was that you rapping and singing on that track yeah that that entire track was only touched by me yeah um do you have any tips for artists or people involved in chh i think the that's a great question i i think um i think the biggest tip that i would give to any artist whether it's you know hip-hop rock whatever they're doing the number one thing is if if you're not striving to be you to be yourself you're doing yourself a disservice and what i mean by that is fans want authenticity if you're not being authentic and you're not being yourself fans will see right through that and i'm telling you they're they're not going to be fans for long if you're trying to be somebody else so be yourself just be you uh try to come up with a style that's yours experiment try to do some things that are that are a little bit out of your your comfort zone out of your box if if it sounds good cool if it doesn't you know what you tried and and i think the second most important thing is get together with a group of people or a team of people that will be honest with you about your music i think that's what's really lacking in chh right now is people don't not enough not enough artists have teams not enough artists have groups and i don't mean put together like a rap group or anything like that it's not what i mean i mean putting together a group of people that are going to be absolutely honest with you about your music if you say if you go to your group or your team and you say hey can you check can you check this out and make sure it's on point you're gonna you need those people that are going to give you real feedback you need people that are going to give you real critiques and be like look this could be better this could be more on point i like this here but this isn't working 
so that so that they can help you mold something that is is going to be better than what you initially came with to that group. I think that's lacking in CHH. Um. What what kind of projects are you currently working on right now? Um, the only the only believe it or not, the only thing I'm working on right now is a song that's going to be releasing at the end of this month, at the end of June. That's the only thing I'm working on, and I'm only waiting for one one facet of the song to come back so I can put it in the recording. That's all I'm waiting on. It's just one facet. I can't really say what it is. Uh, what kind of hobbies do you have outside of music? Oh, man. See, I never get asked great questions like this. This is awesome. What do I, man, what do I do other than music? Other than making music? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, does, does listening to music count? Or is that still music? Yeah. Yeah, that too. Okay. Um, man, I love to sit in my studio and just, I have, I have a whole lot of vinyl. I have a lot of vinyl records. And I just listen to stuff from the 60s, 70s, 80s, just to kind of, just to kind of feel what they were doing back then. How, you know, recording techniques, mixing techniques, and all that kind of stuff from vinyl. Uh, but other than, let's get away from music. Other than music, what do I like to do? I like to spend time with my wife and my daughter. Uh, and my granddaughter, yes, I'm that old. I'm that old, people. Um, uh, going, you know, going to the beach. I live in central Florida, so we have beaches on both sides of us. Uh, going to the pool here. Um, and I, I'm a movie buff. I love movies. I tell you what, when it comes to movies, and, and a lot of you might agree with me out there, when it comes to movies, if it has a great story, and it has great acting, I'll probably enjoy it. I don't really care what genre it is. If it has great acting and, and a great story, eh, I'll probably enjoy it, even if it's a chick flick. Great story, great acting, hey, I'll probably dig it. And let me add this, Brandon. I got to add this. There's some guys out there that are like, oh, this and that. If there's a scene where it's emotional, I'm one of those guys that's a crier. I'm six foot four, 230 pounds, and I don't care who knows that. If it's an emotional scene, I will cry in a movie. Bet that. Uh, did you watch uh, the new movies, uh, Aladdin or Godzilla? Um, I'm one of those guys that don't that don't go to the movie theater. <coughs> um, I wait till stuff comes out on video on demand or or what have you. Uh, because I don't like crowds and all that kind of stuff. Because I have uh, I have bipolar disorder, which uh, crowds gives me anxiety and panic attacks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I wait till stuff comes out on video on demand and stuff like that before I watch before I watch movies. Um, in what ways do you serve in your um, church uh, and your community? Well. In, in the community that I live in, I live in um, like a, a pretty big apartment complex here in Lakeland, Florida, and uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of inner city youth live here in this complex. So I'm always out there, you know, 
letting those kids know to stay out of trouble, handing out CDs of, of different music and stuff like that to try to, you know, instill instill some Christ in their brain, you know, if they pop CDs in or what have you. Um, and most of them are like, what is this? And I'm like, it's a CD. And they're like, what's the CD? Go ask your mom and dad. Um, but yeah, at, at church, I don't really have a leadership role or anything like that, but I, I, I serve as much as possible whenever I can. That's pretty cool. Um, have you ever been part of like a, a jail or prison ministry? Yeah, through the through the Salvation Army, man, uh, growing up in the Salvation Army Church, um, I don't, even after that, I don't know how many times I've I've rapped and performed and, and spoke at prisons all around Florida. Um, you know, it <clears throat> it's one of those things where every every time I do prison ministry, man, it, it hits close to my heart because I was that guy that was supposed to be in that prison. You know what I mean? I was the one that was doing things that I never got caught doing. But if I would have got caught, I would have been one of those guys in the prison. So it always hit me pretty hard when I would do prison ministry, man. It, it, you know, I mean, you, you can imagine if, if you're the person that's out there doing certain things that should put you there and then God has you in there helping, helping lead those guys to Christ. I mean, that's just, it's, it's a weird, but beautiful feeling. If, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I've served uh, a little bit of Joe and, um, well, just Joe County Joe Ministry, and it's awesome. Um, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, we we had like a little church service, and then there was also uh, uh, some people in isolated cells that that we ministered to people in nice. those little closed rooms. Um, yeah. Uh, d- describe some of maybe the the people in in the environment, like like maybe some of the people that like uh, struggle with, you know, um, different disabilities and things like that um that that might be in a like a isolated cell like what what do you say to encourage them and share hope with them well um i haven't done prison ministry since i was diagnosed with bipolar disorder so i back then i really i really didn't know what to say about stuff like that like with mental disorders or or um, any other disabilities that people might have had in prison, I didn't really know how to. Like I could do it now. Like I could be yo, I have I have bipolar disorder. I struggle with depression and anxiety and panic attacks and this and that. And I could probably relate to those types of people more now. I just didn't know. I didn't know how to explain stuff like that back then man so but that's a great question um wrapping up is there any uh closing things or words of encouragement you'd like to say to anyone listening absolutely what whatever you're doing wherever you're at in your life we you know i don't know where you're at in your life right now but you do so Wherever you're at in your life right now, if God is calling you to do the thing that you're trying to do, you're going to get frustrated because there are going to be obstacles coming at you left and right. 
It's going to happen, right? All I can say to you is keep going. Keep striving. Keep trying to hit that mark that God has for you that you're trying to reach, that he has you to reach. Because uh, if you give up, what happens? Uh, what, what, hap- what happens if you have a goal, Brandon, and, and, you, and you don't even try? What happens? You, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. But yeah. if you keep, but if you keep striving for that goal, what could happen? Then, um, you know, you'll you'll do something will happen. Um, Some, something good will happen, man. Because God yeah. doesn't God doesn't send you out there. God doesn't send you out to war without the weapons, and He doesn't send you out to war to lose, bro. For yeah. real, amen. For real. So yeah, I would just I would just encourage everybody out there, whether you're Christian, whether you're a non-believer. Um, and I pray if you're a non-believer, you do come to Christ at some point. Um, I would just say keep striving, man. And even to the non-believer out there that that feels that little tug, that feels that little tug in their heart that they they feel they feel Jesus is there. They they hear him knocking. They feel him knocking. Listen, just let him in. The Bible says, "Come as you are." You know what that means? That means wherever you're at in your life, you can't. You can't clean yourself up before you come to Jesus. Jesus is the one that's going to clean you up. So come Amen. as you are. Come as you are. Come as you are. Amen. Uh, where can people find you online? Do you have like a website or what social media uh, can, what, where can they find you on social media? A uh, website is coming soon. Uh, actually, a couple websites are coming soon. Uh, so I'll keep, I'll keep you posted on that, Brandon. Uh, as far as social media, uh, if you go all across social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, what have you, just uh, end it with Verse Mills, V-E-R-S-E, Mills, um, and also Snack Bar Sounds as well. So you can reach me either either place, Snack Bar Sounds or Verse Mills, all over social media. All right. Uh, thank you for your time and for this interview. Yeah, bro. Anytime, man. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate who you are. I appreciate your integrity, bro. Uh, we've known each other for years and years. I don't, I don't even know how many years. And um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to, to be here and talk to you, man. It's great. All righty.